Here you go. Ooh, welcome into episode 19 of the Bayou Dragons podcast. Per usual. We've got myself, Matthew McCall, Porter May, and Mitch McCall bringing it in to you. We're, uh, we're really happy to be here with you guys today and uh, really excited to introduce you guys and, and welcome a guest, uh, Mr. John Teague. Hey, what's up, Matthew? Man, I, um, so I, I just tonight have, uh, have met you for the first time. Um, yeah. I, I told you earlier I'd, I'd heard about you guys going around and, and playing some shows uh, in our area, and, and I'd seen you know your band and your music, and I was blessed for the first time to have been able to hear uh, some of the stuff you guys had posted, and also you blessed me with a live performance tonight, man. I'm, Thank you. Really exciting stuff, man, and uh, really, really, I mean, you're good, dude. Thanks, you're good. Dude. <laughs> you're good. You're I really appreciate good, man. that. Man. Um, so yeah. yeah, man, we're we're happy to come at you guys with another episode. Um, yeah, let's get into it, brother. Yeah, sweet. So, John, I didn't even know this till tonight. I've known about you for a while, but the um, yeah, you're a Hampshire native. I am. Been here for a minute, and I Hampshire, figured out Texas. you live by crow's fly about a mile and a half from my house. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Damn, I've probably been drunk over by your house many a time. Oh, yeah. I'm sure my dogs have interrupted your day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> There's no telling. Yeah. Dogs are barking, baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. will do that. So you're a Hampshire native. You're 30. How old? 35. 35. 35 years young, man. That's it, baby. I'm in my prime. Hell, yeah. You're just getting <laughs> fucking started, dude. You're right. But, yeah, no. So you graduated from Hampshire, Texas, 35 years old, and... You you haven't been playing music all that long, like I mean professionally. Professionally, uh, if that's a question, I would say professionally I've been pursuing this career probably since 2016. 2016. This okay. band that 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 name Teague Brothers Band mm-hmm. has existed since 2016. 2016. But we really didn't cut our first record till 2018 and didn't release until late 2019. We were like, dude. 2020 is going to be the year, yo. COVID. <laughs> and yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. I, I was just more of just trying to get an emphasis but on yeah, yeah. you're relatively, you're right. I'm saying relatively new to the I'm game. relatively yeah. new to being predominantly the songwriter yeah. and the front man. Yes. So, and what did yeah, you do before that? I'm I was sure. a drummer. Drum? Yeah, I played drums. Like as a, for a living? I'm saying before, like, oh, no, like as a profession, yeah. yeah as um, a profession, and before you st- got figured out this is what your passion was. Oh, I got you. Just yeah. giving people a little background on you. you well, know? like you guys, man, I spent a lot of time in the refineries, and I was uh, in the military for four years from tw- 2008 to 2012. Well, we appreciate yeah. your service. That's Thanks. what you uh, That's what you got to do around here, man. Um, any of our viewers out there watching, y'all know we're from – if you're a follower of the show, man, you know we're from Southeast Texas. Yep. That's what we got around here, man. We got that's refineries. It. That's where the money's at. Yep. Um, it's, you either go into the military or, yeah. you know, you go into the refinery or you start a business or, or just be a you, teacher. You find, <laughs> what, you find one way or another to be successful around here. You, you got you to gotta chase the money, really. Um, yeah, we have one of the highest <laughs> growing populations in the country right here in Southeast Texas because there are so many jobs and so much construction, so yep. much permanent jobs and oil and gas is just exploding here it's not going away especially the lng going in yeah that's that's just turned into this crazy thing they're adding more and more lng stuff so yeah you worked in the plants you did military and then 
Yeah. But you had told me vaguely earlier, and I kind of didn't want to uh, chime on it too much, but you've been writing, like, you'd write writing songs for a very long time. I have. It was an interest of yours. Yeah, for sure. The pursuit of writing and literature and all that stuff started when I was very young. I mean, eight, nine, fourth grade. I don't know what that year age that is. Yeah, I can't. I, I couldn't read. I'd have to like do. You like, still can't read. Can't do yeah. that. Yeah, we're from Southeast Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. That Porter got. I don't know what education Porter got. Like, I can credit all these schools around here. We got a lot of great schools. Too. We really do. Um, but Porter just. Didn't catch on. <laughs> Still can't read. According it's no to love, love oh, lost yeah, in this space. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't read. That's just, that's weird. But now, dude. Um. So that that's really cool, man. Um. Going back to earlier. Um. You you sat down on the back porch. We got to have a good time, play some music, eat some good food. Mitch cooked some ribs, man. What do you think about those? I see. I had two and a half servings, so they were fantastic. Yeah, I take pride in my well ribs, done, man. Well done. I appreciate yeah. that. Fantastic. Porter, Porter played a big part in those ribs as well. I, I used um, to be a pretty chubby guy, so like my chubby guy in like inside dude was like pretty happy about it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's amazing. You uh, and this podcast already, we've just got jump from jump to jump. But yeah, yeah. You said you lost forty pounds, which I did. That's a human, like a small human. It was like a, a very small human, but it's a dog. Pounds. It's like a whole dog. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, a pretty decent sized was, dog. Yeah, I was pushing forty in eighth grade. Yeah, you think 40 so? Pounds. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they. You're like they, eighty now. I was in a chamber. They wheeled me to class. <laughs> yeah, man. They had like tubes and shit. I don't know if you're, you're not. Are you, nah, man. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not. You never much, know, man. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, man. But um, no. Going back to that, man. Um. Uh, talking about your songwriting, dude, you you played that song for me, and it really kind of took me by storm. I was listening to the lyrics and the story that was being told, and, um, man, you you got something special, dude. Um, that, to me, hit me in a way that was, you know, I was, that could have been a cover. Like, you could have been covering somebody who was big and, and established in the industry, um, but you weren't. That was your song. That was your original, and that's, that's coming out Thursday, uh, Friday. Thursday or Friday? Thursday, 11 p.m. It's technically like 12 a.m. Eastern time, so it's technically yeah. Friday. You okay. Know. Yeah, so Friday. I, I just wanted Central to throw that time. in there but while but, I'm giving you the credit for that because yeah. that was that was incredible, dude. Um, that was a really oh, – fuck, that was a masterpiece. Dude. Okay. <laughs> that was a – oh, dude, man. That was a that was a cool story. I, I'm, yeah. I was, I was telling Porter before the show that I'm a total nerd. You know, I enjoy, like, start to finish like songs that are in se or you know stories that are in sequence they have a beginning and an ending and that song has a beginning and ending yeah. um, and i i mean just to add in on that in my spare time like a lot of the time like i'm i'm looking for new music you know like i'm i'm always listening to new music and trying to find new stuff and i listen to a lot of country music but when you sat there and played that on my back porch, I thought to myself, this dude just performed this song on my back porch, and it could potentially be a, you know, oh, man. <laughs> a it, it's a definitely a banger, is what I'm going to say. When I when Damn. I told you, what I told you on the back porch, like, I'm in my book of life experiences, that's in, like, oh, wow. this Jesus guy sat on Christ. the back porch and played that. Now, Porter's fucking with me because I'm simping. Over here on John, but that's fine. I really enjoyed that, man. I, I mean, I really think it was that good. Thank you. I, I really it was, think it, it was, was that good, man. It was that good. That that's really cool to hear, man. Because not, I mean, if you've been to the live show, like people have heard that in the full in the full band format, 
but very few people have heard me do it like the way I wrote it. That's how I, that's the, the way I finished it and wrote it, you know, and it didn't change very much from when we transposed it or like put it in full band format when we went to the studio. Uh, but I, I feel like the producer nailed it. He didn't cut a lyric. I mean, nothing. So it's, it's a five minute song, you know, but it, it it's a story as well. So, oh, dude, I we talked about that on the last episode. I made a fucking 40-minute video that I was super proud of. And I was like, <laughs> guys, I hope you guys watch this and enjoy it the way I intended for you to, you know. So yeah. you just kind of got to hope that that the audience is is getting, you know, the kind of the, the same kind of satisfaction that you're you're trying to put out there. You know? True. I mean, and there's some you know, I'm a purist and I'm a nerd about songwriting, so it's like the first my first thing to do is get the message and the story across and whatever that is, you know, and secondarily is like, does it, does anyone else like it? I don't, that's like not even the, that's not my priority at first. You know, I hope that people like it because I really liked it. You know, it's kind of like what you guys do here. Y'all are doing something I love about subject matter that you love and enjoy and other people just happen to enjoy it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's really important for content creators to not worry about what everybody else is freaking doing. Do your own shit. Yeah. That was pretty well. That was actually haven't really heard it put that what like in that way. But we're basically just doing. And it, I guess for you too, you're writing music yeah. that you have no clue that anybody might not like. Right. And I mean, but you have a pretty good ear to it, and uh, so you kind of have an idea. But yeah. I mean, you yeah. said you started writing when you're nine years old. So I mean. Yeah. Have you did you use anything from when you were a kid like that, or were, was it more of just <laughs> practice? I don't know what it was. I just it was just passion. Yeah. I had a story I wanted to tell when I was a kid, and I'm sure it was dumb as shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like some stupid. Yeah. But uh, it started off just like on a yellow tablet, just me like writing short stories. I'm sure my mom still has these little tablets. I wrote like horror stories with like people getting stabbed with butter knives because I didn't know the difference between a butter <laughs> yeah. knife and a butcher knife. You oh, know? man, they were trying to put you, they were trying to <laughs> yeah. put you in a weird yeah, place back then. But yeah, yeah, I was in fourth grade. I didn't know, you know, I'm just yeah, like watching man. horror movies and, and, and writing my own scary stories. I think and it's scarier to use yeah. a butter knife, honestly. <laughs> Like, it would like, definitely be much more yeah, gory, get, get you know. Cut to death with a butter knife, or like, a, like a baby <laughs> yeah. spoon that's made out of rubber. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever told that anyone that. It's well, yeah, perfect. Man. At least like, <laughs> thousands <laughs> of people are now going to hear it. Yeah, we yeah. can. We can just at, at the very least be thankful that it translated into music. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, it started there, <laughs> and since then, you know, I graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, it went from Halloween to <laughs> right, right, and. Uh, and anyway, I just built upon that, you know, I'm, uh, I have, I'm writing a novel right now and, uh, like a fantasy novel. I'm totally a nerd. We were talking about, uh, Tolkien and yeah, stuff Lord like of the that. Rings and yeah, all that shit. I'm super huh? passionate about it. And, and that, that's my thing. That's where I like to thrive. That's my like fun place to go and songwriting to me. That's where I take my songwriting to. I, I like a story, a message, even if it's a folk tale, true story, uh, false, you know, a fiction type of thing, I, I enjoy that particular part of songwriting. So I'm just doing my thing, and and like we said, just people happen to enjoy, it, and I hope they enjoy the new record, just like oh, just like man. you guys. They yeah, will. How, how they will too, man. Be- yeah. Before we get into the new record, how many records do you have out right now? So I got one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, That's, and 
one full record in 2019, and then I did a half a record in the middle of COVID because there's like, what else am I going to do? Yeah, we couldn't play shows. Do, so. And that was the one with Pipeliner on it? No, Pipeliner is actually, a, a it's a cut from this new record. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's yeah. a fantastic song, too. I, I've thanks, been brother. jamming the fuck out of that fuck song. yeah. I, I thought, too, like man, like going back to what you said about, um, you know, telling the story and all that, like y'all talked about, you know, Tolkien and, uh, you know, like the Lord of the Rings and like, you know, like the kind of where you get your inspiration from, Sure, you know, I didn't read any of that. I didn't read Lord of the Rings. I didn't read Harry Potter. I was not a book guy by any means whatsoever. Crying shame. That's that song told a story that I, that I really enjoyed. And so like to the, to the average yeah. Joe, maybe somebody like me who didn't do a lot of reading or something like that, like, yeah, you get that, man, and you can you can get into it uh, very quickly into uh, you know into the song. That's well, exciting, man. Well, that's what that's where like good musicians that's what they're good at. And I'll give credit to like Evan Felker with Hell some yeah. of his songs that are just like here, here, like it's like man, that is good. Like um, the gin and lies or whatever. Oh, gin smoking lies. Gin smoking yeah. lies. Like that song. Yeah, I, before I figured out what it was about, yeah. I was like, how do you? Like I didn't. A buddy of mine asked him, "How'd you come up with that song?" And he told the backstory, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking brilliant." I tell you what, I, I feel like the storytelling is is kind of like a lost art with country music. Like a lot of the older songs used to like really tell stories, but now you get a bunch of a lot of the mainstream bullshit, obviously. But you know the the main like songs that actually tell a story. It, it's just really cool to hear it. You know. It's diluted now, it feels yeah. like. Like, we talked about it earlier. I was like, you know, I, I used to uh, see some of these artists, you know, we were able to, like, we're really blessed in this area. We got a lot of, like, great artists that have come up and come through our area, and you used to be able sure. to just go and see them on any, any given Friday or Saturday night, you know, down at the Rise Fest or at the parking lot in Dixie or, you know, at Mardi Gras in Port Arthur. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, the... The, the same kind of country music that you grew up on is is transitioning into like, she's jumping into the front seat of my Chevrolet. And you're yeah. like, fuck, man. Like, what, <laughs> what is this, dude? Like, it's a series yeah, yeah. of buzzwords that they like stitch together. And then in on one record, you can hear those same buzzwords on almost every song. Yeah, it's like, like the equivalent of mumble rappers in the country music industry. It's, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, they, it, get, they get what they, they figure out what they're like. Oh, people like this. Let me just recreate this. And I, I don't know if you different sequence of words. The best, the best person to ever, I think, do it. Have you heard the Dean Summerwind? Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't think so. So like Rance was telling me about this guy who was like trying to make it, you know, at Nashville or whatever. And I might be butchering the whole story, but you know, he couldn't make it, couldn't make it. And he was like, dude, these people are, singing these songs, repetitive songs of yeah. just bullshit. So he s did a song called Parked Out by the Lake. And it's oh, only, oh I, I know, know, the, you know, I know the, the one. Well, Park, you, could, yeah. you should have led with that. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The but, Parked Out by the Lake, 12 words, like the whole song, just a three and a half minute song. And yeah. And it got popular it as shit. went nuts. And people like. Dick Down in Dallas. Yeah, Dick Down in Dallas. That's another example of just what the fuck. People, <laughs> and, and people just. Latching on to it. And I mean, humor, I feel like we need to leave room for humor. Yeah. So I don't want to bash it too bad. So, But they are making a point at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
So I, I love humor. I love seeing humor and like everyone shouldn't take everything so fucking serious all the time anyway. So I, I do appreciate the humor, but at the same time, it's certainly revealed to all of yes. everyone else. Like what you can sing a nine word yeah. song and you can get millions, 1.5 yeah. million downloads in a couple I, of months. I think yeah. that like in that regard, there could be a market for that and they should create a new genre called what the fuck country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, okay, we, WTFC. we like, these ideas. guys, these guys know what they're doing when they're, when they're making these songs. Yeah. yeah. Let's, absolutely. let's slap it in the transgender country. Section <laughs> and and make its its own thing for it and it's just trans like, genre yeah, trans genre trans genre <laughs> yeah no it's it's funny I I know I know the exact uh, the exact road y'all are, are going on to get there and it's like yeah I mean and it's, it's the it's the songs that you're you're seeing on these dumb. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've used them on some TikToks. Look, we try it, to keep the quality. Look, we're hating on it, but they're successful. They're making money, and they found good, it, man. Good for you. You they found, found your niche. They That's, found it. You know, hell, Carrot Top got a. You know, he's making a living smashing fruit on stage. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, so everyone, you can find a stick. You know, that's the thing. It's a, it's a stick. It's, it's your thing, and uh, some people's stick is a little more serious than others, and I, I think. The important thing is that creativity can make money. And that's the yep. lesson here is be creative. Even if it you're creating something that is the opposite of being creative on purpose. Yeah. Then there's money there. There's fruit there because yep. no one else thought of it. Even yeah. though we were all thinking of how, <laughs> yeah, of like, how no one else thought of this. And now <laughs> right. someone's making money off of it. It's like, you know, yeah. we could just put 12 songs I put 12 words together in a song and we'll make millions. They're like, ah, you know, I doubt it. And then someone does it and they're like, oh shit. He's right. Yeah. yeah. So going, going back full circle to where we started, you can only hope that people, uh, take the same, that you have enough like-minded people, um, that kind of take the same road that you took to get to where you are. Uh, they have an interest in that, you know, mm -hmm. they have an interest in the storytelling and, and what you've got going on. And I know, for us, it's a lot of the, um, a lot of like the, you know, the kind of average guys, man. We we work our asses off, dude. Yeah, we work our asses off. Uh, there's a quote from uh, you ever seen that movie, uh, Fight Club? Yes. Hell yeah, baby. Okay, uh, yeah. my kind of guy. Like I said, just met this guy tonight, so we're still learning about each other. But that's right. They, he said we work jobs we hate to buy shit that we don't need. Yes, and so for us, it's 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 the same way, man. We we all work, we all bust our asses, and and you know, obviously, we don't, you know, we would rather be just doing this full time, but you know, this is what we love, and we're funding that doing shit that we'd rather not be doing, yes. right? So, we can only hope that there that there's a guy out there like us, you know, who's who's busting his ass, and at the end of the day, he can sit down and listen to our podcast, he can go and look at our content, watch our videos, and have a good time, and say, hey, man, or go know. turn on some Teague Brothers. Amen. On Spotify. One, one, and one way like, or another. Cheers crack, to that. Crack a cold snack, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, record and a half. Another record coming out this week. Yeah. But when did you... Um, so, were you starting to tour before COVID? I was, yeah. Uh, it just picked up for me. I released that record. Got a new manager. Went to Nashville. Met with uh, Evans. Speaking of Evan, his, his agent at the time. He was on hiatus recovering and stuff and healing 
And, uh, but he introduced me to him. So I went up there, met with him and we were like, all right, let's do this. And then like COVID, they canceled the Houston <laughs> livestock yeah. show and rodeo, you know, but just took a big fat shit on everything. Yeah. So that was like, I was gearing up. We were, we ended up playing, we still ended up playing a few shows that year, but ultimately it was a loss. I mean, yeah. you know, big yeah. build up to like a big nothing burger. Yeah. yeah but, it's like uh, a COVID was a, was a handicap. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I got a mulligan though. Yeah. I got to come Good back one. in 2021 and start hitting it hard. Yeah. And you've done some that, and I'm, I would like to start getting into that. It's like some of like, where's some of the coolest places? Big, you know, you've, you've been around the country now. Yeah. I mean, over. you've done some cool ass shows, some big shows, yeah. music festivals. Yeah. And I'd like to hear a couple of stories from some of those. Cause I know you've probably seen some wild ass shit. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some can't talk about. Well, yeah, some of them <laughs> do, we cannot put on. Uh, but uh, no, no. But I will say you have you have more of a of a broad range to put it out on the Bayou Dragons podcast because we let it fly. Out <laughs> yeah, we let it fly. Man. Yeah, no sense in like trying to censor things now. We could change names or something. Oh, yeah, we can figure out a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah hey, Bob was over here, you know, showing his tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Bob and his tits, dude. <laughs> yeah, Bob's a problem, man. Bob's always a problem. But no, uh, no I, I think the craziest, the craziest things are, um, honestly, the craziest thing to me, was, like experiencing, like traveling and playing around the country, was how many people knew our songs when we got to Montana, shit like that. Like went to Na- Nebraska, and I didn't expect a soul to be there, and there's 150 people there. Yep. And they they all been listening to us on the radio. The radio stations playing the shit out of us. Had no idea, you know, uh, things like that. Like somebody asked us to play at their wedding in Iowa. I'm like, what the hell? What is going did on you? here? Yeah, we hell did. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, and something. You know what else is crazy? One lady, she she knew someone. We probably all know. Out here in Winnie, Texas. Yeah. In Iowa. It's like uh, corn husking country, man. But, uh, yeah, it was amazing to go around the country and see, like, how many people are, like, uh, paying attention to to us and, and knew our songs and were legitimately fans and stuff and, and wanted to be around us and hear us play. And so that those that's, to me, that's uh, – I really enjoyed that the most, and that that was the craziest shit to me in my head. I'm like, golly, yeah, I'm going nuts. to I'm going to BFE Nowhere, Montana. Yeah, but it, I talked about it. And I'm not going to tell the whole story, but like a few podcasts ago, I talked about it when I was up there in Idaho. Well, we went, flew into Missoula, mm-hmm. Montana, and I'm sitting at the bar, and the bartender told Cole Johnson, he goes, "Oh, dude, Cole's wearing a Bay Dragon hat." He's like, "Dude." I'm freaking love the Bayou Dragons. He goes, well, I got one of the owners here. He's like, no way. It's like, dude, free beer on me. You know, I'm no just like, kidding. hell yeah. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, dude. This is a bar. There's like 15 people in it. And this hell dude yeah. is like, I've been following y'all since day one. It's like, hell yeah, brother. Southeast yeah. Texas, man. I'm telling you, this is, this is a really happening place to be. And we're blessed to live in this, this lifestyle. Really? Dude, it's, it's, it's something that's lost upon us. And to, to say that we're blessed, it's like, people are like, oh. Southeast Texas, like you know, we got Port Arthur and Beaumont, Lumberton, South, yeah, you know, like whatever. But, dude, like, we're it, nothing special, right? It's not, it's not great cities, but it's great people. The people that come out of this area, like Whitney Houston, holy shit, 
Dude, yeah, I mean, well, you can go down the list. Yeah, I mean, Bun yeah, B. I, 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 <laughs> guess, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. UGK, UGK, like, like, well, Underground Kings. I'm, I'm actually curious now to look into like what what is it about this area? You know what I mean? Like, but there's a lot of great people theory. that come out of this area. I have a theory. We can we can elaborate. Maybe I don't know if y'all Google so We don't have a Jamie, do we? Yeah. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> no, we <laughs> got a Jamie. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm very quick at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in the 40s, you know, and uh, post-World War II, there was like a huge oil boom out here, you know? Yep. I mean, and all that happened, that's legit, the spindle top stuff and all that. Lots of work, lots, I mean, all the fuel and everything, all the oil that crude that was coming out of the ground, they, you know, these cities blew up in that period of time, and they legitimately thought Port Arthur, Texas was going to be the next New York City. Yeah. Like, they legitimately thought that. And so a lot of entertainers actually moved here. Yeah, a lots of them. I mean, and I imagine along with that, a lot of successful people looking to capitalize too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They like think about like New Orleans, all those people playing on the street and all that stuff. The same thing was kind of happening there. A bunch of artists and entertainers and great people, money makers, movers yep. and shakers, entrepreneurs, all that. They Ubers descend on the area. Yeah, they descend on the area, and eighty years later, we're the descendants of those great people. We're descendants of those those people that came here to eke out a living. I mean, it's just in the same way that everyone came from overseas, you know, from, from Europe or whatever to, uh, to New York colonize. city. Yeah. yeah. In the same way it happened here. So that's what I feel like. That's why there is like, there are exceptional people here in this area because of that. There we're descendants of people who were pursuing greatness. And we're all trying to do the same thing here. We just happen to have alligators and shit. Alligators. <laughs> we got we got yeah. three things: alligators, rice, and oil. I tell everyone it's cows, alligators, and rice. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Texas ain't got no gators. Texas huh? yeah. ain't got no alligators. That, according, that, that, according to every yeah, genius on the internet, yeah, I know. Texas has no alligators. They what? have not We've been here, have they? They have not been no. to Anahuac, Texas. I yeah. tell you what, the rolling into the marsh on a and during till season, the amount of alligators we see just going to the refuge in the bayou, it's it's insane. Yeah. I yeah. mean, every curve you take, you're gonna see an alligator. Told, and that's when when we brought Snuff Cup, I was like, All right, man, look, just wait. We we launched the boat every I mean Yeah. It, it, it was it was crazy. You're, you're having to watch too to make sure you don't you drag. don't run one over. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't buy so as experienced as we are with our background in nuisance alligator hunting and, you know, just spending time around alligators, whether it's processing or, or catching live, or whatever, I've been doing that. Our, we've been doing that our whole lives. <clears throat> I made a solo hunt a couple of years ago that I've told these guys about probably 20,000 times. Just rolling out there, dude, and seeing 16 to 18 sets of eyes on the way to the blind when you're by yourself as much time as i've spent around alligators like knowing i can handle eight plus footers you know or up to probably eight foot you know on my own and i'm good before i need somebody else i was about ready to shit like rolling out there i yeah, fuck. fucking like, dinosaurs dude, i mean like, ready you're, to you're, you're you. sitting out there and you know <laughs> that part of your mind kind of starts to wander you know and you get creative your imagination's kind of telling you like man what if one of these alligators swims up into the blind with me or or what if you know they start taking my birds and it's me and just me and the dog like what am i gonna do i got nobody you know so it's it's fuck we got them I yeah, mean, I, i'll tell you what i had that thought man when we were we made that hunt with snuff cup 
and uh, we saw so many alligators on the way to the pond. And we threw out the spread and everything, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go park the boat. Dude, I went and parked the boat, like, way the hell, on way on the other side of the pond, and I you know, parked it up in some <laughs> shit. And I was walking back, and I was like, fuck, man. There, there could be some gators over yeah. here, but, I mean, like. I always kind of roll back to, um, you know, we used to do, like, the alligator catching competitions, right? And so you're, you're moving through water that you can't, you have no visibility. It's really muddy water, and, like, you're trying to go catch an alligator. I always kind of, when I'm walking back from the boat, because I'm that guy. I'm going to go park the boat. I don't care. I'll walk. I'll work. I'll whatever. I'm coming back. I have no visibility. And when I'm kicking stuff in the water, I'm like, bump, bump, bump. I'm like, what is that? You know, I always go back to be real still. They might think you're a piece of structure and they won't fuck with you. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, we're just, I mean, alligators around here, they're just, we're so used to them, but just, when you're out in the marsh and it's just you by yourself walking through a pond at 4:30 in the morning when in waders, Dude. you know it's just like it, it's a it's a different kind of feeling. It's it's cool. But yeah, so Friday new record. How many uh, songs are gonna be on this new album? Ten. Ten Jeez. songs. Ten. Three of them are already mm. out because you know throughout the year it, there's like a build up to the record coming out. So it's finally coming out. And honestly, I probably should have pushed it, you know, but I don't really care. It's time. I'm ready to drop it. And my birthday is the 29th of October. Hell yeah. So um, Big 3-6. Yeah, yeah. I'll be 36 on the October 29th. So the October 28th is the release, which happens to be my dog's birthday. Oh, damn. There (laughs) we go. What what kind of dog you got, man? I've got two Labradors. Oh, yeah. A Wamaraner and a rescue mutt thing that bites yeah, those UPS the, people. Those are the best ones, the mutts. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Porter can probably talk about that a little more than I can. But what <laughs> what a grateful dog that mutt is because you took oh, that dog in. It's not a special breed, but he's grateful for the life he has. He's definitely trying not to fuck it up. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know what, yeah, man? My dog Whatever got, you say, man, I'll do it. My dog got thrown out of a window, and my buddy who gave him to me thought – he was a piece of trash. Like when this this car drove by, he's like, he was like, man, he thought someone just littered. He's just Instead, he trash just threw out a, the window. They no. threw a puppy out of a window, Dog. and it ran up into his garage. And he just called me and goes, "Hey, you want a mutt?" He just got thrown out of a window. I said, "Yeah," and he, I saw him, and I so literally cruel. went, "I went, Gus." <laughs> like, and what a great life you've given that dog too. Dude, that thing sleeps August. in my bed, like tucks up. And oh shit! Gets primo foods. Yeah, I Gustavo, mean, man. That's how my that's how my my lab my my young lab I got a year old and I got like a twelve thirteen year old he'll be thirteen this year and uh, man yeah I I love them they're so intelligent I just like feel like they're human somewhat in like this way they have a way to connect with you yeah well dog I think dogs are just just they are special they are presents. Yeah, they're, they're like a treat. A, for sure. Dogs are a gift to us, man. Really? I mean. We needed it. Yeah. yeah. We did. They, they we make did us that. better people. Because yeah. That, right. God looked down on us and said, y'all are shitty. Uh, something a, something yeah. went wrong. You guys, you guys need to compassion. pick me up. Yeah. You guys need to pick me up in the form of, right. here's a dog. Yeah. And he yep. gave us, he gave them eyes like ours. So we just understand them. And they understand us like just eye contact and stuff, yep. you know. The big browns get me, man. I'm a sucker for big brown Labrador eyes. Amen. Mm. I love mm. them Labradors, boy. Mm. But, yeah, so 
What's your uh, album going to be called? Happy birthday. Since it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, darling. Yeah, it's actually called Prepare for the Funeral. Oh. No, no, no. It's called. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> no. dun, dun, dun. I got to go. <laughs> no. If you need me. Turn 36. Yeah, no. we're, we're black. <laughs> yeah. I just started wearing a lot more black lately. Uh, no, no, no. It's called Love and War. Uh, it, the title track was derived from one of the songs, Love and War. But I wrote that song with this guy named Fred Kohler out of Nashville. And he wrote, Give Me Back. Or... It's uh, can I, I want my rib back is what the song is called, and that's a Keith Whitley song. If you look it up, it's one of the best damn songs. Keith Whitley's Keith the goat. Was, uh, he, he was inducted post mortem to the uh, yeah country About music hall of fame. Time, I mean, yeah. you know, how many years later? Twenty, thirty years. Thirty, yeah, thirty. That's nuts. One, the I goat. Don't know. Yeah. One of the best to ever do it. We'll just leave hands it down. That. Yeah, the goat. But um, so <clears throat> really looking forward to that. We'll be jamming that probably for about a week straight until we're just sick of. I hope you get pro- sick of it, like because it'll be it'll be like <laughs> that's a good man. Sign. This is this 2019 tundra, tundra by itself streamed it 687 times in one week. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it. The, the Bayou Dragons, we take things that we enjoy and we we put that to the masses to the to the best of our ability. Turn it right? up to eleven. We're like, hey guys, y'all got to check this shit out. Yeah, so. Yeah, and Mitchell just a little sneak peek, a little talk about it. Y'all be getting a video of old Jonathan over here playing one of his songs, a little excerpt of it, and it's just beautiful. The one that Matthew was getting rocked on a minute yeah, ago. Bricked. Yeah, bricked. Full on bricked up, man. And then that's <laughs> not an understatement. I mean, we, you want to call me a simp? Go right on ahead. <laughs> I'd call you, you a beautiful right song, ahead, and I got it in, in prime quality. Too, 4K. Just, I'm impressed. I'm sold <laughs> on the mic for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. were great, man. Mm-hmm. They performed. That fire, on the other hand, it was a little poor. Yeah, but it had <laughs> enough smoke. You could see the smoke in the video. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, I think the, the, the amount of dirt. I don't know. Can you burn dirt? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess you can if you're hot enough. You can just burn dirt. Mitch had all his dirt brought in for his house, and there were so many roots in the dirt. I was like, hey, man, we got enough firewood right here. Let's just build a fire. Nope. No. Nothing. And we nothing. put fuel. We had to put a lot of fuel to that thing to get the light, <laughs> man. That dirt started dissipating, and I was wondering where it went. Probably all into our lungs. We probably got it's similar to asbestos <laughs> just hurting us. Jamie. We need to pull Jamie, it Jamie, Jamie, can you burn up. dirt, Jamie? <laughs> Jamie, dude, we need a Jamie. Well, dude, we really, I think that's what we need to invest in is a Jamie. Dude, dude, if we had the, it has to be a better name than yeah. A Jamie. If we had the equivalent <laughs> of a Jamie, like I don't even care what that person's name is. What what would we call him? Oh, or yeah. her? Him or her? I don't know. I think I, it definitely needs to be a, a male because sometimes we kind of go off the rails on this thing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get. Yeah, we, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, I don't want to be like say something that might be frowned upon. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, so Jonathan, you've uh, so on your tours, you've played with some pretty big names. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been fortunate. Yeah. Who who's probably like one of the biggest names that you've played with? Like in your eyes, like who who do you like you would rock out with or did rock out with? Probably the folks that I enjoyed playing with the most are the ones I looked up to. Um, now, Big Show, probably like Big Show, like opened up for somebody. Charlie Crockett was up there. It was a lot of fun playing with him. 
And since then, he's just totally skyrocketed yeah. to just like yeah. the next level. And uh, so he wasn't like he was big. He's much bigger than I was at the time. But now, man, it, it, it was like after, the, you know, everyone knows what happened with COVID and all that shit. But so everything's really only picked up since like halfway through 2021, maybe late 2021 to now. So there, there's only been about, you know, a year uh, of like solid everyone's back to work. Yeah. And Charlie in that time has absolutely gone to the next level. Yeah, he and like we were talking about earlier, like he's like one of those unique voices. Also, like you have your Coulter Wall, you have your Charlie Crockett. Yeah, like no he, one can replicate that. Well, no, it, no. Charlie's really hard too because he has like that little bit of a small lisp. So you just he's already gifted right there. Yeah, yeah, in, in, a, in a way that he turned. And, I love it. You know, made it yeah. his own. I uh, I'm curious to know. Like we talked a little bit earlier about Cody Hibbard. And I mentioned that I didn't know who he was when he came in. A, you know, we got to meet him at Gator Fest. And um, so, like, uh, the the starstruck aspect of it, like, saying, like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's he's getting kind of big, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you if you know and listen to this person and you idolize them, you know, it's it's a little bit different when you meet them. You know, they say you don't meet your idols. Uh, you, you've gotten to meet, you know, a lot of guys that are now big time and – I'm kind of curious to know, you know, the personality side of that, you know, how these guys carry themselves, whether or not, you know, I, I like to think about it as, you know, when, when people meet us, we have been, we've been those people for some guys, you know, that, you know, or some, sure. even just, you know, younger, younger kids and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They meet us and they're like, man, we're, we're huge fans. And um, that's really just outlandish to us, you know, because we're just guys, you know, um, we're just average Joes, man. We go to yeah. work, put our pants on one leg at a time, or in the worst case, three yeah. legs at a time. I put um, <laughs> but uh, damn boy, no, nah, but uh, that's no, why we can't have a girl in here. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. But no, it's. Uh, I'm really curious to know how some of these people are really behind the scenes. Yeah, how's Rance May behind the scenes? You ever met him like on stage? <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> I, I, uh, I cooned him one time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah old Rance May. Uh, have you ever played with Rance? Like, yeah, me and him, we fucking packed the place out there at the barn. Oh yeah, yeah, that was recent actually. Yeah, it wasn't that Dude, long. The ago. barns, the barns are good. Time. And I brought he, my fiddle player, and me and Rance just like tore the place down. It he told he time. told me like after after the show, you were like, man, there's a lot of people here that like knew who you were. And, <laughs> yeah. and Rance, of course, probably just. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, that's yeah, exactly man. right. Yeah, them, them eyes real low. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, man. Yeah, just fucking, you know. Just fuck these fucking people, man. Just fucking, yeah, yeah, we just fucking. It's dude. funny. Cause They're just like, here to get drunk, man. If anyone from Whiskey Barnes is listening to this, I don't care. Uh, but basically, <laughs> you know, <laughs> before the show, we're outside and we're smoking and getting ready to play and everything. And this lady comes up and she's like, hey, Rance, it's 940, like, Y'all are supposed to start at 9.30. He goes, I don't play till 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and then just turned around, and she walked off, and, and I'm like, well, okay. That's not play. how I would have responded, but uh, I'll take it. More power to you. Yeah, brother. he don't give a shit. <laughs> he don't give a shit. I've seen a bunch of uh, whiskey barn stickers out at work, man. <laughs> yeah. There's a proud people out there in Mont Bellevue, man. They love that spot. Oh, yeah. I will I've say I was, I was pretty impressed by the Whiskey Barn when I went and saw Rance play there. I was impressed. It's it's a cool little spot. Yeah, I it is. It's a good time, and I can be myself there, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you haven't played there more. I mean. 
Especially since you live right here, now that I know that you're a Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is we kind of mentioned this. My band comes from all over the state. Yeah, yeah. Like one guy's from College Station, other guy's from Trinity, one guy's from Austin, and now my bass player is from Victoria or like you know uh, Belleville, Texas. Yeah, six hours away. Yeah, I mean, it, so like we all descend on you know to make bus call and then go out and play. So. That being said, there's got to be money involved, yeah. and and not saying that they wouldn't be able to come up with it, but there's like a, I, I don't, there's other places that I can play and do, and if I can do a, a festival or something, I would rather do that, and everybody come see me there, and then I can do shit with Rants over there and like fuck off and just like have a good yeah, time. Yeah. It can be more relaxed yeah. instead of me like trying to put on this show, you know, because it is totally different. What's what's the biggest festival you've probably played? You think it's like LJT? LJT, LJT, you said? Yeah, Larry Joe Taylor Fest. Oh, Larry Joe Taylor. Yeah. That was the craziest shit ever. (laughs) I can't talk about things that happened backstage there. Bob. God damn. Bob had his his tits out. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Bob definitely had several tits out. (laughs) Several. More than two. More than two. It was crazy. Oh, God. And I mean, it just doesn't end. Don't get me wrong. Steamboat doesn't end either. It's like. I just the, Four straight days. I, I haven't been there, but listening to like Cole or Doug or somebody who is very yeah. uh, storytelling, they're like, there's something about it. Like you're sitting there going down the mountain and you can kind of hear in the distance somebody like just playing. He's like, and you just like, you, you slide to a stop and there's Cody Johnson playing on like the main stage outside. Then you just, yeah. you walk into a bar to grab a beer and there's Charlie Crockett playing. And then you go into another one and there's, uh, you know, the damn quells or flatland calvary or somebody you know yeah. just anybody yeah, like i saw pegas and the rooftops is playing in this place and there's you know just casually 15 to 20 people rotating in and out like yeah. yep that's, ever, ever that, since i heard about steamboat i was like man i would love to go to steamboat. and you've played there a few times now or yeah I've, i'm i'm like become a, a staple there i go there <clears throat> i mainly go for the hangout really yeah I mean, we play shows. I'll play like five shows every time, maybe minimum minimum three, three to five shows, acoustic, laid back shit. But uh, I go, and that's fun and all that. I love doing that. But I really love the after midnight, all the other bands are done. And if you know the right people, you can get into some song, you go hang out with all the song songwriters like and singers. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, you go back. To the back, go to the grand, go to a room or something. You see and Doug asleep on the couch, <laughs> and then you walk past him. Oh, he's not asleep. <laughs> I ain't just on it. Hey, so uh, uh, going off of that, like, I know, I know you're you're busy when you're doing those things. You know, I, I don't know if you would call it working. You know, what what do you what do you call going and playing a bunch of shows? Does that feel like it's work to you? Absolutely, the most. Fucking fun thing I ever did. Fucking love life. it. Yeah. So uh, along like, with that. I hope that, I like, die up there. Do you, um, when you're out <laughs> okay. in a place like that, like in Steamboat, like you like to go out and enjoy the town? You like to go out and, you know, do a little bit of skiing and shit like that? Yeah. Like I said, I've been on a weight loss journey this year particularly so that I could do more skiing and stuff up there. It's like for some reason that's always been like, all right, next time I'm come up here, I'm going to be fucking skinnier. And then that doesn't happen for some reason. <laughs> but this year I fucking did it. I was like, no. How good is it, are you good at skiing? No. God. Is it that way everywhere you go? Like you want to kind of enjoy what they have to offer outside of playing? Like I don't know how much time I need, you spend I, I try to. in places like that. 
I try to like go and like try to absorb the town a little bit, but oftentimes we don't have enough time. We roll in, there's you got load in, sound check, then maybe a chance to like eat some dinner somewhere local and then oh. get ready, play the show, break down, load up, hotel, next show. You know, yeah. it, it's just I need to what we need to do is get there earlier <laughs> so we can like enjoy the town a little bit for half a day and then go do all of our things. But yeah, yeah. something I definitely try to I, look into. I know what I do or what I did when I was working like contract work. Now this was not going and playing shows, but it's a new place, right? All the time. And this would be detrimental to your journey, but the food. Oh yeah. I go and explore and say, Hey, what is the yeah. best place to eat where I'm at right now? They're like the local Taco Bell down the street. Really yeah. good. They have this burrito. Boy, you could you could pinpoint places <laughs> on the map, bro. You yeah. could say, All right, look, I've been here, 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 and here. Yeah. This place has the fucking best food. El Paso was that for me. El Paso had incredible food. We went out in the desert, dude. I thought some fucking coyotes and cartel members were about to roll over the dunes going out to this steakhouse that I went to. And um, so we go in there and we sit down and eat. And they had these big windows out to the side. I'm like, fuck, this is good. I look out the windows. There's there's wild coyotes out there drinking out of the water fountains that they had, you know, just as like their decoration. And they're like two feet from us, you know, the glasses right here, and they're just out there. I'm that was like, just a stray Great Dane. That's really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That thing had that thing had the wild in his eyes, bro. Yeah. You know, like I, I like to, I like to go and do that. When I go to new places, I'm I'm big on like going and checking out what the food they have to offer is. I went yeah. to uh, Pennsylvania. They didn't have shit. Come on, they man. had a Chili's. They didn't have a Philly cheesesteak, kind of no, like dude. the closest no, thing to like to, some authentic New York style to, pizza. I went to Warren, Pennsylvania, and it was snowing its ass off every day. I went to a Chili's, and uh, that was it. I mean, you right. know, same Chili's you, we got around the corner. You didn't explore much then, because no, I'm right. sure there's some dope ass shit. In yeah, no, I met yeah. a female at the <laughs> Chili's, and that was it. It's like a hot dog. I mean, what do they do there? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> you well, if you're from Pennsylvania, what do you do? I think actually Hunter Fooch goes from uh, Pennsylvania. I, yeah, yeah, he is. So like down here we deep fry shit. It, the equivalent of that in Pennsylvania is deep fried ice. That was all they had. So ice, black ice and snow and chilies. I think they might have had a Walmart and uh, a dollar store. Damn. Yeah. Damn. You get the beanie weenies and, uh, (laughs) you know, like the Campbell's SpaghettiOs. I think is that Campbell's. I will say. Not too sure. We are pretty blessed for our area as far as the variety of food that is offered. Like quality. We have the coastal, you know, seafood. We have the barbecue. We have have Louisiana right down the road. Mexican food. I mean, we have some some very good food around here. Yeah. The one silver lining to COVID was that you could go and take, um, you could get to go drinks, margaritas to go. So you go get a gallon of margaritas and, uh, they would just stick it to you in a jug. Here you go. Take it to the house. Porter did that. And I think you bought $500 worth of bread one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just take it to the house. Bread. That was COVID. That was COVID. During COVID, there was like a rule at one rest. I was like, I want some margaritas. Like we can't serve you without what it, like you have to buy a certain amount I don't remember the stipulations. At a percentage threshold. Like if you buy you if you buy this much alcohol, you have to spend this much money in food. So I was like, screw it. Give me all your bread. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, this is how much alcohol I want. Whatever you gotta do in food to make that up, just give it to me in like whatever you can. 
He fucking came out like fucking hundreds of dollars worth of bread <laughs> to get oh, however man. many gallons of margaritas, you know, to go and take back to the house because you couldn't go in and sit down and drink them, you know, right? And have a good time. So that's crazy. Take it to the crib. That's yeah. nuts. You ever man. seen somebody spend more than a hundred dollars on bread, boy? I've done it. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so. It. That would be a first for me. I I don't think so, man. Yeah, Maybe was, making bread. It no. wasn't even Texas Roadhouse rolls either, boy. This is uh, some bullshit bread. Just bread. Sunbeam, baby. Yeah, bread that they Cisco. Bread like. that they normally give for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bought hundred and fifty dollars like, worth of bread so I could buy five hundred dollars worth of margaritas. But yeah. I would have got queso, I'm just saying. Oh, well, yeah, man, I just got bread. <laughs> it's yeah, like just, two jugs I'll, of queso. It was, it was more of and a jug of margaritas. It was the thing <laughs> was, it was like it's I know how hard it is to make bread. You're not gonna ser- serve me the margaritas. Bake me loaves of bread. <laughs> like that was my thought process. Like you I make know a lot of pistolets out of like some French bread or something. Yeah, I don't even think it was that, dude. It was shit bread, man. <laughs> it was yeah, shit. Right. Like, yeah. We're not eating it. Like just yeah. give me what you can in alcohol. I'm gonna go feed this to my whatever fish. you want. Yeah, Made a cool story though. Yeah, I mean, I bought a shit ton of bread. <laughs> but, uh, I'm gonna put that on a shirt. Yeah, buy bread. Put that on a shirt. Put that on a cracker. Put, Put that, that on, on a loaf of bread. Dude. Fuck it. Whatever I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, look that up. Do you have That's any uh, loaf yeah. of bread? Do you have any uh, big shows coming up here soon? I would say probably the biggest show we have coming up right now is, well, we're we're in the uh, Fort Worth um, rodeo, mm-hmm. the, the livestock show and rodeo, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing they have up there in Fort Worth every year. Yeah. Uh, we're playing on the main stage. It's in January, so I'm looking uh, forward. That, to that, that is a big deal. That's a pretty big. Uh, yeah, that's that's like the equivalent of uh, like that's a that's in the rotation with Houston Livestock Show. Yeah. So it, they have the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and it travels to Houston, Fort Worth, and Dallas area. Right. And then um, I'm not sure where it goes from there, but I know I'm not sure either. I, I don't know a whole lot about it. It's the first big, the first time that anyone. That that opportunity has presented itself, so I'm pretty excited about that. Have you um, coming up? Have you yeah. you played in Fort Worth before? Oh like yeah, in that area. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun ass place, dude. Oh yeah, I play Love there it. every few months. I'm out there three months oh, or so. I, I really enjoy the there. Fort Worth area. Um, we went a couple months back. Matt's a little bachelor party he had. Man, I had a blast down there on. Oh, uh, yeah. What is that? Uh, their main area down there? Yeah, the stockyards. Stock yeah, stockyards. Stock yards. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a great time down. Some really cool bars they got. Yeah, in, in the I, enc- I encourage anybody watching the show or just anybody that I meet on the street. Stockyards is a great place to go, man. I have a fucking. I had a blast, dude. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. Now Mitchell, on the other hand, I don't. I don't really even recall seeing you there because everybody was like, "Are you that guy that dips on the parade?" <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, that that's, guy, man. That's what people say. Hey, man, you that guy that dips. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's me. No, dude, it was it was a freaking. It was so much fun. It was a blast. Like uh, just just kind of cruising around out there, and um, we're blessed, dude. I mean, the whole area stretching into uh, all across Texas, man. Everybody's so friendly, and uh, you can go anywhere and feel right at home. And Fort Worth felt that way for me too. Yeah, for sure, man. That's. I will say, I mean, there's pockets of, like, great people all over the country. And honestly, what i found is that as much shit you see or hear about on the media and all that stuff, really, everyone's deep down, there's a lot of good people all over the place. But you're not going to meet those people talking shit on Twitter. 
You're not, yeah. that's, that you're not, re, you're not meeting real personalities there. Uh, even if you, you need meet, to get out and explore, meet people, go to these restaurants, go to shows, go to concerts, big fucking, yeah. uh, festivals and stuff. And, uh, and you'll meet people that are like-minded as just like us Texans out here all over the damn country. It, even in Chicago. I mean, there's, there's fine people oh, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. No even if, even if you meet that person. You know, face to face, they're they're not gonna be that way. It, there's the internet does something to people. You know, it's your I've, brain, and yeah, it's like man, primal. Like, it's like monkey stuff going yeah. on in your brain, and you're like <laughs> keyboard yeah. warriors, man. I've I've been yeah. that guy before. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, I, I I've talked my shit, and you know, acted all big and bad, and you know, I met people and straightened it out, and and you know, being cool with it. You know, meeting somebody face to face is different. You go and, you know, you talk your shit and you meet somebody and you're like, man, this is actually a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Or, you know, we're not, we're not that much, uh, different. Yeah, that's, that's what you you're kind of saying about John. When I told you that he was going to be on the podcast, you're like, man, I heard he's a bitch. And I'm just like, damn, dude. I'm <laughs> no, like, dude. I would have told the same thing. You know what I did say? Like, you know what I did say about John? You, so he was like, yeah, so this guy is coming on the podcast. His name is John Teague. And I immediately associated that with, I got beat up by a guy when I was a kid named uh, Teague, um, that was his last name, same oh. as yours. I'm not going to disclose his first name. <laughs> so I got beat up by a kid with your same last name, and that's why I asked you if there was any relation earlier. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that negative experience. And I, no. you, you showed up, and I balled the fist up, and I was like, whoa. I'm about to beat this motherfucker's ass. <laughs> I'm about to beat right him up. No, I really, I really did get beat up when I was a kid by <laughs> the guy I asked you about earlier, and, um, you know. He's, he's a good you guy. You know what that now, did, though? So you know what that did, man? Character's a lot. It built the shit out of your character. <laughs> I would have had John much back more in built that up fight. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mitchell would have came over there and beat my ass. <laughs> you play anywhere local, like coming up? That um, like, yeah. So yeah, I was gonna. I was getting to that. One of my every year, my family throws a big ass party at the Nature's Brewery right here. Hey, oh, it's yeah, called Nature's Brewery. Yeah, it's called the Teague Family. Christmas campfire show and basically we just it's free show. What Everyone is the date for up. that? Because I'd like um, December twenty second, and it, it so it's like checking the dates right Port, now. Porter's yeah. checking to see if yeah, we're on I think we we'll are. Be here. We'll be here. It is the wildest shit ever, and there's way too many people there, and it's an all nighter kind of thing. We've been it. We've thought about moving it to a bigger venue, but I'm like. Nah, keep it nah, in man, man. I want it to be just like so hard to be there. Like, if you want good spot to see the show, you have to get there early. Otherwise, you're out in the street. But even if you're out in the street, you're still smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, and having a good time anyway. Good old Southeast Tech. Then everybody's just like bring ordering pizzas. So there's oh, yeah. just pizza everywhere. It's a mess. Yeah, yeah. we can we can always <laughs> go back to Mitch's mid county home and crash. Yeah, yeah. Worst case scenario. We uh still know how to get in. <laughs> We um, we actually what do you, do you remember what episode that was that we recorded at the Nature's Brewery with Tyler yeah, that was, Blunt? That was uh, 16, 16, sixteen. Yeah, 16. episode sixteen. We actually were at the Nature's Brewery. So if you how was that? I got how was that? You have to oh. go check it out, man. Bayoudragons dot com slash YouTube or YouTube dot com slash Bayoudragons. Nah, go that, check it that out. That was the first time I checked that. I got to really meet. I've I've met Tyler in passing. Kind of the same deal. Just drinking there with Cole. Yeah. But, like, getting to sit down and talk to him beforehand and then during the podcast we had a blast and then sat there and drank beer with him for a couple hours afterwards. And Dude, that – that so I wasn't there for that podcast, John. And for 
you know, them saying, Hey, let's, let's get this edited and let's get it up on YouTube. So I went and I watched the whole podcast and that whole place was like a novelty. It's yeah. so cool. The, the nature's brewing company is a really cool place to go check out. And I will say this, uh, Tyler has a true passion for what he does, you know, brewing beer. He has a true passion for it. And, you know, you can really see that when he goes into, you know, talking about how everything works and, you know, how you do this, how you do that. It's really, It was really cool to sit down with him and talk to him about yeah. it. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Hell segment. yeah. Man. He reminded Love me it. of, like, the Southeast Texas Walter White for beer brewing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I am the one who knocks. Jesse, pour the hops. <laughs> uh, Dude, they bought that. Uh, I haven't been inside of it yet, but uh, from my understanding, the place across the street, did, yeah, you, talk, he, did he mention it? Yeah, he talked about that. You're going to have to uh, definitely check us out. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, and we're on YouTube. But yeah, yeah, they had a stuff. miniature train that delivered <laughs> beer to them from the bar all the way across dude. the place. You've, you've probably had that it was the privilege yeah, playing on that Fucking stage. Fucking pearls, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the little school. minis. We had ponies Come get brought on. to us. Miller High Life ponies. It was, it was cool. It was and on the awesome. video, I'm filming... Like on my phone, so then there's like the there's a little excerpt while we're talking. I'm sitting there filming the Miller Lights. <laughs> down the, yeah, I'm gonna have to show it to you when we when we come out of this. Oh yeah, or you could just watch it on Spotify, Apple mm-hmm. Podcast, But yeah, no, nah, he was a treat, man. He was super fun to, and he's like, dude, whenever let's do this again, you know. Yeah, I was jealous to have not been a part of that. It it, it was that fun. I mean, it, it looked like a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, Tyler, want, Tyler seemed like a really good guy. Yeah, I'm going to go there tomorrow and go drink some beer with him. So. Yeah, he legitimately is. Uh, he's been supporting us since, like, the record came out, 2019. I remember the message I got from him. I was like, wow, man, that record was one of the best records I, I think that's ever come out of this area. And he just said it in a way that was like, you know, he's just being complimentary and all that. And then, like, as things progressed over the next year and we had, like, three radio hits and like it just blew up and everything i was like damn he you know he was a huge fan i mean by the by the after a year so i the record came out in 2019 we did the tig family christmas there and he was like yeah man it's really good sounding record to like 2020 tig family we still did the tig family christmas party even though everything was shut down we just didn't call it that we just called it something else like kind of kept it quiet and uh to, like huge fan knew every word and like it, it was like damn so he was one of the early ones that just you know bought in early on so hell yeah mm. all right uh <laughs> so the teague brothers christmas uh, that's coming that was the teague brothers christmas right that's right okay and it's open to the general public so yes. everybody from southeast texas that does listen to this just send on nature's brewery and let it's bled out into the street last year, so this year I'm hoping it crosses the street. We just take up the whole Look, street. the Bayou Dragons are going to go, and we're going to support, so everybody come out. Let's go. Everybody. It's going to be a shit show. It always is, and that's what I like about it, man. It's it's, <laughs> And we have like five or six artists come, and then we just cap the night off with me and my family. We get all get up there. We all play instruments, and uh, it's yeah. a good-ass time, man. It really is. That's super cool, man. Yeah, have it's you, laid back. I didn't even, have you done any like music video stuff or, I mean. I did. I had a really good time making a music video with the local Little League. For my, one of my songs, Fingers and Thumbs, we released back in 2019. 
and we did a music video for Fingers and Thumbs where I, I reached out to the local Little League uh, baseball teams and stuff. They weren't able to play a bunch of games. And, it, and I was like, fuck, let's, let's make our own game. So we, I literally went and bought jerseys for two different teams. They had a draft and, like, picked all the kids and everything and did this and put together a whole scrimmage. And we went out to Cocker Field right over here. Hell yeah. And played a fucking legit game. And that game was the music video. And then at like toward the end before the sun went down, we went out there on the field and recorded the whole band playing our instruments in the middle of the field. And then we like cut in and out of like the kids playing. Yeah, you kind of like put it. Yeah. You kind of like did jump cuts back from you guys playing, like mix it in throughout. Yeah. And and it starts off with like the dad. He's, like, going to work in the refinery and everything. It was a total tip of the hat at Southeast Texas in, like, baseball and and just the love of that, of, I guess, just being out here. I, I wanted to tie that in. And also the, the, the song has a lyric in there that's, you know, it was a good swing, you know. Like, I, I gave it a good swing, you know. Was there, a kid, was there a kid going yard whenever you said that? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah Dude, that's man. cool, man. That's really cool. Tommy, man. And I made them kids play hard. I was like, no bullshit. Yeah, no. I want y'all sweating. I want dirt, blood. I want it all. I want We're y'all recording to- this shit. Yeah, I want y'all to kill each other. And they did. They played so hard. I mean, harder probably than they normally would. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, they were dripping with sweat. Dude, and that, that is something that those kids are going to take forever. Yeah. They're like, dude, I was on a video, especially like whenever you make it like big, big. Because, I mean, you've already gotten... We're doing okay. You're but doing okay. I mean, y'all, y'all have a lot of downloads on Spotify. Yeah, it, it is certainly I mean, nice. It's, it's up there. That's cool as shit, though. These kids and their their parents watching it and just seeing, you know. Yeah, you're right. I, I, it's interesting because uh, they invited me to go, like, judge some talent show, and I was like, all right, I'll, do, I'll go do it. And I went in there, and all those, a bunch of those little boys were there. And they were like, oh, my God, you know, freaking out. I know John. And <laughs> like, John's and, my boy. I played a ball game with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He I mean, was they my were, coach. They're in the music video. They all are. And they all were stars in this music video. And, uh, and yeah, it had a shitload of plays and everything. So it was really cool to see those kids experience that. And, I mean, I never experienced nothing like that when I was a kid. So to me, it was awesome, and it would happen to be the year COVID was striking and just killing everything, and you know the little league couldn't. What do they call that? Acknowledge the game or nothing? Yeah, you know, right. that's why I had to buy all new uniforms and everything. They could not have that's their super name cool. on it. That's super yeah. cool, and you yeah. and you let them have everything. After yeah, the had, it was the Roughnecks versus the the Sidewinders. Oh hell yeah. yeah! I mean, that's cool. just that's yeah. some just good old generic. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. There's, old school fucking uh, yeah. baseball. That's teams, the you know? sidewinders <laughs> and the roughnecks going back to back, just yeah. back to back championships. It was yeah. killer. I, I was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah, my uh, I we played on um, little league teams that were named after the big league teams, and so I have um, I still have my Phillies jersey. I was on the Phillies. I would like to think I was the Bryce Harper of the team. <laughs> Um, and, and seeing where they are now, uh, I can credit myself for their success. 
I uh, still have a back yeah. pocket full of sunflower seeds, probably hanging in my closet right now. Yeah. How um, much big league chew did you used to? Oh, oh man. man. I, was, I, was a, I, was <laughs> a, I got diabetes now. Yeah, bro. I was a, <laughs> no, I'm just I was a, I was a, I don't, but, you know, people do get it yeah, from we big were, league chew. I was, <laughs> I was a bag a day kind of guy, man. I had a problem <laughs> a back then. Back, uh, back an inning, man. Yeah, when I was probably about <laughs> six years old, man, I, I really developed a, um, an addictive personality. and um, To the grape? Yeah, the grape. <laughs> Oh, I was a big grape guy, man. Bag oh, of day. That's um, all they had. Yeah, Gilly Bubble grape. gum. Great. I, I could probably chew a hole in a piece of angle iron right now. <laughs> you know, Dude, when, um, when the sour apple came out, bro, ooh, that was game ooh. changer. Your whole mouth's yeah. green. Your teeth are green. Bro, yeah, and you're just, just, dude, you get done with. Spitting green out. Bro, yeah, bro. And you, that first chew you put in your mouth of that big league sour apple, it just fucking made your, made your skin just slip up into your esophagus. You just went. <laughs> They didn't, so all you sour. can think about is finishing that game, getting an orange slice and a purple. Uh, Bro, all I could think about was finishing that game and hitting the sidelines, you know, getting into the bleachers for the next game, catching a foul ball and getting a free fucking snow cone, That's baby. what I'm saying. Damn. That's what I was going to say. That dog. snow cone, bro, yeah, at Kiker Field. Dude. Used to slap. The, yeah, you the ice a, was harder than shit. You catch a foul ball. <laughs> Frito chili pie. Oh, dude. dude. I don't know if this was everybody around uh, rural America. You catch a foul ball. They don't want to buy baseballs. They're <laughs> like, bring that shit back. We'll give you a free snow cone. Yeah. You get a, Please uh, bring you get the a balls pickle back. Or, uh, or like they would freeze the pickle juice. You get a pickle sickle. Yeah, man. Oh, that pickle sour sickle. apple and that pickle sickle would go hand in hand to, to just make you like go. Double fist Ooh. or what? Dude, we should, this will, <laughs> dude, let's do a Bayou Dragon versus Teague Brothers Little League game. Yeah. Fucking bro. let's go. Dude, that would be dope. Dude, let's go draft. We'll, get, we'll provide all the loot. It'll be sick. Dude, yes. I will. Dude, that Uniforms, would. everything. I've been, I was dreaming about doing it again this year. I really wanted to. Let's do but it. We just got busy. He was touring and everything, but we got to do it. In the summertime, I think that's roughly whenever the games are wrapping up. Yeah, it's you like, want to be careful, though, when you're doing that stuff because Porter will get some, you know, 25-year-old Dominican <laughs> guy. I'm 10. I'm yeah, 10 he's like, old, gets a Brazilian like, wax, yeah, like, man, all over. You'll look. go over there and you'll be like, hey, Porter, like, come on, dude. Like, my, my kids are Hedge a little upset, dude. Stuff. Like, it's, it's, like 10 <laughs> to, it's 10 to 0, man. Like, you guys think y'all can take it easy. Porter will come back to the dugout and be like, hey, man, that look. coach is a Bitch. That's Andy next guy that hits in a, a small shirt. Yeah, next guy I'm hits down. a double, gets a 40 ounce. <laughs> Dude, I'm really serious, though, about let's go draft us a bunch of 10-year-old kids and let them play each other, like, to the death. Just dragging they will. Teague, Teague brothers. They will. I Like, you can give them nine innings, and they will And go. we can, play like, do, a, like, a professional recording of it. Oh, know? yeah, and, like, just have a big-ass draft and, and everything. Let them get a couple practices in. We can go watch them and everything, and like you have to designate like coaches, right? So you're gonna coach one. Yeah, you have to designate the coaches, yeah. and and usually have some coaches that are already there. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind of season. You know, they dealt with the kids before. Yeah, we'll we'll right. pull Robert May out of retirement. <laughs> I got my, I got, I got Philip Farrow and all my boys over there from Hampshire.net. We got Robert. We'll go over there. <laughs> we got, we'll get Robert and. uh Gary Minaldi, get the old school. Just oh, who's shit. gonna who's gonna commentate, man? You guys, yeah, well, obviously yeah. We'll you, Matthew. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I hate. I personally hate my voice. So for you to say that, it's uh, I've heard that from people before, and it's just like, nah. Matthew's up there. It's like number ten, little Timmy 
Tucker come up to the plate. And we've got number 10, (laughs) little Timmy Tucker, coming up to the plate. His favorite color is green. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) Like the whole thing. You got to do the whole thing. We'll get a little script for each kid. Yeah, he has a dog named Luke. His favorite color is green. He has a dog named Luke. And he also has a crush on his math teacher, Mrs. Broussard. Yes. And she's sitting in the crowd, and she's all blushing. And Timmy goes, it'll be nice. Calls a shot. Dinger. Strikes out. (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. or he has a crush on Jessica and she's here tonight, blah blah blah, and then he strikes out. Yeah, that would nah, be bad. Stacy, yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> dude, this is we're doing this. This will be fun and like open to the public. Yes, like we can make this Cocker Field. We should do it every year. We really should. I, I it was nuts. I, I was so surprised, and then like a ton of people showed up. It even poured down rain that day, but nobody gave a shit. Everybody went out there and did it. Dude, that was, that, awesome. was that like a kind of, um, like you said, you were shooting a music video, but was that like, if we do that, like we're taking that and doing it and like, this is badass, but also that's for the kids, man. Let well, them go exactly. out there and have a good ass time. That's what was so cool about it is it was the kids really became the stars of everything. It's all like, about the children, man. Right. Let them be superstars. Dude, they dude. might make that a... Like, we might get put on ESPN Top 10 with th- doing some cool shit like that. Dude. Now, we would... Our luck, we would get put on ESPN, and we would be on that segment where they're like, come on, man. And it's Porter <laughs> in the dugout, like, screaming at somebody, like, you gotta get on base! You gotta get down! You gotta lay out! Yeah. Yes, Go, go! Third base coach, like, telling them to go home. No, I can get... I got a hump already. Third. I got a hump, Lane... Lane yep. Stewart will uh, Judice. Judice is Judice. the uh, will be umping all games. <laughs> Judice can well, – I'm done. I'm so hey, down. Jake's quality, man. I can vouch. I played Pony and he umped for me. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm down. Let's go. Let's make it happen. And that's another cool thing. Like, we put, like, our logo all over, like, their shit. Oh, yeah, I dude. mean, they looked pro. And, dude, what, what can be great is you get your stuff together, we get our Bayou Dragon stuff. And yes. Like, we don't see each other's stuff until the kids' stuff on the field. Yes. The, side, oh, the Sidewinders versus the Mud Lizards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Mud Lizards. Yeah, baby. I love it. I had this guy at work. He was an older gentleman. We'll be the Pipeliners like, uh, this year. Pipeliners. Yeah. I had this older gentleman at work, and he's like, um, Hey man, you know it was a rice fest time. He was, hey, we're gonna be out at rice fest this weekend. You guys come check it out. If you guys want to bring your families out, you know we'll be there. He said, um, "What y'all's uh, what y'all's thing called? What is it? The the mud lizards?" <laughs> said, "Yeah, man, come on, check us out. Yeah, check out the mud. Lizards. I'll take mud lizards all day. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's pretty good. I prefer. I like the dragon. Yeah, I the, think that you had a dragons. lot of options there, and y'all went with dragon." You got to get And I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a Tolkien guy. I think yeah. it's intuitive. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 some people, they're like, oh, what does that mean? You're like, come on, think about it. Yeah, man. desolation of smog. Come on. That's it, babe. <laughs> yeah, it's a dragon, baby. Come smog. on. Yeah. I mean, if you really look at an alligator, look at the anatomy of, look at that. It's a dinosaur, a dude. He, he's a dinosaur. He, that yes. son of a bitch right there is a dragon. Yeah, there, literally. A is. dragon yes. of the bayou. If its legs were a little longer and it breathed fire, there would be no question. You'd yeah. be like, yeah. that's a fucking dragon. Well, if, you, if you've ever walked up on one or, you know, you just piss one off and it does that, like oh, that, yeah. Gr- that, yeah, like straight up. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, I accidentally pooped 
myself. <laughs> hey, that's a and, baby right you know, there. But smart you know, man, smart you know, man, Mr. John Teague wearing his brown pants tonight. Yeah, I did. He knew there. He was like, Just by you dragons, case. who knows what's gonna happen? Just in case they get shit. By the yes. way, there's a live alligator in that closet behind the camera. <laughs> oh, sweet <laughs> yeah. surprise, dude. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I do. I, which one? I don't remember. It was probably this one. Watch your profanity. No, <laughs> not quite. Not quite. That's fine. Though. We're still working on the drops, boys. So we got to label them, bro. We gotta yeah. Label them. Now, yeah. I was over at, speaking of that exact situation, okay, after Rise Festival last year, we played with Shane Smith and the Saints. Yeah, great Love band, Shane's by kid. the way. They're amazing. Check them yeah. out. If you're, you know, tuning in, never heard of Shane Smith, you're missing out. He was on Yellowstone and all that shit. But anyway, after the show, we go, we're hanging out with their guitar player at the Jenkins Farm. And, uh, you know, they have alligators on. And this is in the prime alligator season at the time. Rance. And this is in Texas. Rance. Just to clarify. He's not there yet. Yeah, this is in Texas right here. This is uh, in Texas. Hancomer, Texas. Texas. And uh, so we go out there, and we're having a great time. And Jenkins is like, come on, let's go. Get in the golf cart. I'm like, all right, I know what that means. Adventure time. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we jump in, throw it down, go down to the levee, one of the levees, and he's like, hey, you and Dustin, y'all grab that rope right there and just start pulling. Yank on it. And I was like, we kind of picked up, it was kind of loose at first. And like, so we start pulling, and then we, like, it just, what? yeah, it just literally snaps out of our hands and hits the ground. Pow! We're like, what the hell? And he's like, grab that thing. So we like start grabbing it, pulling it, and this, like obviously, there's a gator on the other end. And like behemoth alligator. Yeah, he's like, get the gun. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, man, I am wasted right now, just yanking on an alligator who's not happy about it whatsoever. <laughs> and like, we're pulling on it. It was so big. There's no way we could get it. So he went and got a traco, or it might have been a backhoe. Yeah, and they go over there and they they're yanking this, thing, trying to get him out. And uh, we call Rance, and Rance is like, hey, man, I got somebody on that tomorrow, man. He's going to kill that thing tomorrow. We pissed off. I was like, ah, shit. So I was kind of glad. But anyway, glad we did. I'm glad. I'm so glad we let it let it loose, man. That thing was 12 and a half feet long. Ooh. Yeah, no, I was on that hunt the next, very next day. fucking dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, absolute monster. I couldn't imagine... When we were talking about earlier going out in the marsh and, and seeing alligators out there, generally we see a lot of like three to four foot alligators. I, I think the biggest I've seen was like eight, right? If I saw a 12 and a half foot fucking alligator. Dude, his head was like, while I'm I don't rolling, even know. While I'm rolling out to the blind, I'm going to give him one of these right here and I'm going to push that tiller handle out and I'm going to turn around and go back to the house. <laughs> it's like, no. Not yeah, you, no. not today. No, I'm good. Today's not my day to wrestle did, this thing. Did you uh, grow up doing any kind of hunting and fishing? John, I mean. Yeah, I did a lot of fishing. I mean, I, dude, you can't help fish out here. Yeah. You're not You're not leaving the couch if you ain't fishing out here. This is like some prime fishing in the country right here. That's what South we were talking Texas. about earlier. You're, yeah. You have. Every kind. Yeah, you have. you The, the gulfs right here. You can go saltwater fishing. You have the brackish and the marsh and the. Yep. Oh, um, and uh, you have the lakes right down the way, the bayou. Yeah, we're, the the blessed opportunities we have, man. It stretches way beyond the imagination. We've got the yeah. the outdoor opportunities. Um, the money's here. Like, uh, like anything you can imagine, you can make your you can build your life around Southeast Texas for sure. And um, the people are good. 
The opportunities are there, whether that's music, whether that's your interests in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. Um, That's at 12. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie, go ahead and show that. Yeah, that was the that was that thirteen. That was the one. That, yeah, thirteen year old kid got to kill that. Yes, alligator. that's right. It was a kid. Yeah, yeah. big alligator. They drove out. The, it was, we were like, and he, you know, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't even realize. Uh, for some reason, I just didn't quite put that together. On Jenkins Farm, there's no telling what's going to happen. It's Venture Time, and uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. <laughs> that was nuts. And then to find out that it was a monster, we were like, holy hell! Yeah. They um, they provide some big alligators out there. Well, I don't know how that works because that dinos- that dinosaur right there was like eighty years old, hundred years old, twenty well, years it, old. It's kind of the how volume. That, you know? It's kind of the volume of the land and and the way that these alligators are able <clears throat> to, you know, go throughout their life cycle, right? Unbothered. You know, this is not public land. There's not a lot of travel out there. There's not people coming in and out. Yeah. There's no bother from uh, the public in Texas Parks and Wildlife saying, hey, this alligator's a problem, right? right? This alligator's just doing his thing. So to have an alligator that size is, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say it's the norm, but it's definitely uh, much more uh, frequent in places like that where it's remote. Right. How old is an alligator like that? You can you you can age and sex an alligator and 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 do all of those things um, either with live capture. You have to have hands on though, right? Mm-hmm. So for you to look at something and eyeball it, you have to be traveled in in you know alligators and in that you know kind of you have to somebody like um, like a processor or. Uh, like a, an alligator hunter, a nuisance alligator hunter, somebody who's been um, hunting alligators for a long time, you can look at an alligator and say, okay, here's a 13 and a half foot alligator. That's not going to be a, a, you know, a 10 year old, you mm-hmm. know, that, that to, to get to that size, there are certain uh, stipulations that you yeah, you're have to at, have. There's probably genetics involved too, huh? Well, yes. there are, there are, but within the norm, right. You have to say, okay, um, in the wild, there are, you know, you, you can't look at in the wild. You, in the wild, you're not genetically breeding alligators the way that people are doing uh, market creatures. True. Right? Yeah. So it's like if it's like whitetail, like, there's a big one. There's yeah. If it's like one. if it's like whitetail hunting on a high fence ranch, you can say, all right, let's put this big deer and this beard, this big deer together, and we'll have a massive deer, right? You, mm. that, that's not how it works out there. You know, alligator farming is one thing. And alligator harvesting and hunting is another thing, mm-hmm. right? So to do that, you you look at a wild animal and you say, okay, if it's a 13-foot alligator, it's 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 got to be past this certain age, right? Mm-hmm. It, generally speaking, that's a safe bet to say, okay, if it, you have a 13-foot alligator, he's probably more than 40 years old. I would say over 50. Honestly. 40 to 50. Dude, now, now, nowadays, older than us. Yes. Nowadays, I would say, I, I would venture to say, and now this is just a theory of mine, but as time goes on and on and on, you know, th- things are getting more and more crazy, right? It, You could see a 30-year-old alligator that's 12 foot long. I mean, I, we, I, I it, think that's... Yeah, I think that's... Totally, I think that's within the realm of possibility. Yeah, that's um, achievable if you've got, especially in an isolated <laughs> place where there's enough food. big gators there all the time right enough right food. but with with what we've had going on and and with the data that we have and and guys out here seeing this day in and day out um out there hunting them you can pretty much look at that and say okay if you have a 12 or 13 foot alligator 
that's an older animal, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to look at that and say, oh, okay. You know, it's the same way with like when we're offshore fishing these guys. I thought it was so crazy that they were able to say that's a 500-pound fish, but they've done it so much, um, and they've seen these creatures and these fish so much that they're able to say, okay, just eyeballing it. It's a 500 pound fish and they were three pounds off. Holy hell. So yeah, that's, it's super close, you know, so you kind of got to trust in that and, uh, in the experience there. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That's really cool. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's one of those data driven things where, you know, there's, there's not like a whole, there's not like a, a group of guys that are sitting there studying this, you know, day in and day out. You just got to rely on the good old boys for that guys sure. that are out there doing it. I'm sure a biologist can figure it out or one, oh, one, that's, one that's out there, you know, uh, understands the ecosystem or the life of, or the genetics of an, a dinosaur like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would, I would say so too, but I don't think that there is a, a, a massive interest in that. You know what I mean? Like if the, Probably for instance, not. let's say the, the, the alligator program where there's the nuisance alligator harvesting program where you can go in and relocate or even remove these alligators. That's something that's that's really young in the state of Texas. You know, there's not a lot of regulation surrounding that. There's this program that just started because of a need. There was a vacuum there. We need to get gators out. There's people moving in. And, you know, so it's, it's not something that's been around for a long time. So it's interesting to see where it'll go um, based off of that because the people that have been doing it, it's been out of personal, um, you know, hey, we got clients that are coming in tomorrow. We uh-huh, got tags. Right. So we're going to fill them. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's trending in the right direction and the data will support that going forward. I think you guys know T Roy and all them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, the gun scabbers that they had mm-hmm. Remember that situation. My mm-hmm. grandfather made those gun scabbers. Oh really? Yeah. I was telling y'all he was a saddle maker or he, or yeah, I guess he was now, but he, he was for, you know, most of his entire, his life. He made saddles and all that stuff, but he made those gun scabbards on swamp people. That oh, that's was really cool. cool. Yeah, that's that was really interesting. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it's badass. Yeah. Swamp People was a, <clears throat> a very inflated show. I do a lot of impressions off of that just to excite the boys. <laughs> I did it earlier, actually. Yeah. It's an 800-pound behemoth. And it's a five-foot alligator. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. The count. Yeah. <laughs> RJ and Jay Paul are... Tracking after Patu Law. Well, they'll they'll, <laughs> like, they'll watch a tree man, branch man. like do this for like ten minutes, and you're like, "Come, dude, that could be a cat." And then they bro. cut to commercial, and you're yeah. like, "God damn, just shoot yeah. the son of a bitch!" Yeah. They, <laughs> cut, they cut to commercial, and they're like, "H-E-B, here, yeah. everything's better now." Back to swamp people. Yeah. Oh, we got a tree shaking, Liz. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the like, trees what? just yeah. doing this. Like, oh, there's a big no. one on the other end of that. No, it's that's a that's a fun industry, man. And I think um I think the support surrounding that has grown the same way that like we're big in waterfowl and um and the duck commander era spawned, especially when they well, I mean, I would say mainly when they got like T V coverage, it spawned a lot of interest in that. And um like we saw it personally. You know, after the duck commander era, we were having to fight people to go out to our places that we regularly hunted where we wouldn't have to do that. And, um, you know, I, it's a positive in depending on how you're looking at it. Sure. Right. You, you have more hunters. So therefore you have more dollars going towards conservation when guys are coming out, buying their hunt license, buying their duck stamp, 
you know, whether or not they know it is a lot. I know a lot of these newer hunters are not educated in that, in that aspect of it, you know, knowing where their dollars are going and the conservation that they're actually doing, but they are helping. And so I think that, you know, as far as alligators go, that could be a possibility in the future. Um, you know, with swamp people and that's a harder thing to acquire, right? The, the way the States have structured, um, their alligator tags and all of that. And I know Texas could definitely, um, supply more tags, right. Based on their, based on their wetlands, based on their, their land mass and their land volume, mm-hmm. they could definitely supply more tags. The alligator population, um, I'm not going to say that they could use more management, um, like that, that there's a need for it, but they could definitely do it without hurting the population. And those dollars could go towards more conservation. Yeah. But like you were saying, people get interested in certain stuff right now. Old John's probably seeing everybody wants to be a musician right now. I, I see that. Like that's you scroll through TikTok, You just have just some Joe blow, not saying they're not good at, you know, playing a guitar. Or not, not, they don't have a good voice, but everybody right now is like, I want to be the next Parker McCollum. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think it's okay. Uh, we talked about, you know, pursuing creativity. I But I'm not sure if replication or imitation is necessarily being creative. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a fine line there of like, I want to sound or be like Parker or whoever the fuck you're yeah. trying to be like. But, uh, and then actually being your own thing in some way maybe sometimes it might be that initial thing is i am going to try to be like parker but then moving forward you might find your own way that happened with co wetzel a lot like there's so many people like that's i was literally about to say that this this rock texas country genre thing that's going on is like Everybody wants to be a co-wetzel. Everyone. It's so like, do you do you think, I was like, going off of that, I would think that uh, people wanting to get into music are doing it for the right reasons, right? Because they're passionate about it. They've been doing it their whole life. Or, you know, and they think now that they've heard this person or that person, that like, hey, I could, you know, I think I that's shot, an assumption. You know I, mean? I don't know. It, it's totally, I wouldn't, uh, uh, I wouldn't try to say everybody, you know. I would. Say it's totally every individual is different and why they got into music or why they're doing it or whatever. But I think that uh, at the end of the day, what I would like to see is certainly more people trying to be themselves or be something different or, you know, just a little more originality because that's how the greats were made. Yep. And I've started, man, I was just talking about this shit this morning with my agent that the icons are disappearing there's just no more icons because everyone's just repeating something that someone else is doing or it's like we talked about earlier these songs are very much manufactured a series of buzzwords plugged together and you know just rearranged in different over different scores of music it's it's just it's certainly turned into that and that is the same thing that happens when you're talking about people who are trying to be like Parker, trying to be like Co, trying to be like whoever. Trying to be like John T. You know, I <laughs> welcome you to try to be like me. I, I don't mind. I, I would definitely appreciate it, but I would. Flattering. At some, yeah, flatter, it, they say imitation is the greatest form of flattery that you can get. And I totally, I think that's really cool. But if I found out that you are actually trying to pursue a career in this, I would 
definitely recommend you try to do your own thing, yeah. just like we've, you guys uh, are doing here. Yeah, we've been there, done that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to ask uh, something I was curious about. Was there ever a point um, where you struggled with your own self and being like self-conscious or were you always kind of just like, I'm, I'm cool with what I got? Like, did you ever look at yourself or listen to yourself on a track and say like, I, I don't like the way I sound. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take this to the masses. Um, yeah. 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 I, I fucking listen to myself all the time and I don't like this or that, but that's part of that. I think if you aren't self-critical, you're not going to be able to make progress. So you have to be self-critical so that you do help you realize in some way, or even if it's a, even if it's not that bad, you still are trying to improve. You are always trying to progress make progress and, and, and move forward. So yeah, hundred percent. I'm ultra critical on myself. Well, I'll tell you what, I think I speak for all of us when I say it was truly a, a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hell yeah, man. I think you had some really cool stuff to talk about. Really pumped about the record coming out this week. And, uh, I really look forward to hearing it after hearing you play on the back porch, man. I'm stoked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks a lot. Everybody bro. check out John Teague, the Teague brothers band on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, every platform you can listen to them. Yeah. So we appreciate it. Coming John. Out, John really enjoyed it, man. Thanks guys. Yes, sir.